Hi there, and welcome to episode 42 of the AD. What was that face for? There was a dog in the background. I, can I can't it. help the fact that my neighbours have a dog. It's, I like it. It's quite an irritating dog. Um, actually, I don't know which neighbour it is, so it might not be. He says because obviously he doesn't want his neighbours. My- if they happen to listen to this podcast here, it's <laughs> that dog is irritating. There's definitely, definitely more than one dog that surround this. More than one dogs. More than one dog that surrounds our back garden, and therefore that mitigates what I just said. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. This is episode 42 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown, the man who can apparently be a professor but can't remember where five pairs of spectacles are. And as usual, I'm joined by what can only be described as a human puffer fish with the voice of an electric drill, Dr. Alex Connor. Hi, Alex. Check. Okay. Um, I almost, and, and really emphasize this, almost approve of this one. It's not, it's not annoyed me at all. How's that feel? I'm not sure, actually. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, how are you, Balloon Ed? Excellent, thank you. It still feels very unlikely that we recently hit six figures in downloads, which six figures is equates, James, in your maths to somewhere between 13T and a billion listeners, one of whom, James, has sent us a letter. Oh, I'm just tired now. I'm, honestly, I'm just I'm tired, Al. <laughs> That's right. It's from a Robert from Kidderminster. It says... Why was James allowed to do a driving episode? He once had a smart car and he's built like Shrek. Thanks, Robert. I, I really don't know. I have been sent a real letter though, James. I'm, 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 not, I'm not built like Shrek. You're very tall in a smart car. The real letter is from Charles Babbage. Actually, Chris. His name's Chris. And Because I asked. Can you believe it? He wrote... Hi, Alex and James. My daughter was recently diagnosed with ADHD. I found your podcast as part of my research in trying trying to understand it better. So ADHD is not what I thought it was. What an overwhelming mix of emotions listening to the two of you describe my entire life. A sort of weird, excited, crying laughter. I've binged the whole series more than once. I never expected that trying to understand her better would lead me to understanding myself better. It's been such a revelation that there might be some explanation for my dysfunctional brain too. I'm not going to describe my symptoms. It's all the stuff that you keep banging on about. The podcast is fantastic. I love honesty, the dark humour, and the relentless piss-taking. Robert from Kidderminster is fucking funny. Sorry, James. Thank you so much. I'm going to try and go for a diagnosis myself. Your info will be really useful for this. And is there a way to connect with your support network without uh, social media? I'd also like the Spotify playlist if you have it. Thanks, guys. And Chris from Bristol. People often do that, don't they? I love it how people reply with... I do. With, uh, I don't know what a Spotify playlist is, Chris. I think you've got the wrong podcast. Jesus Christ! So just to <laughs> um, just to let people know that obviously Alex isn't the most technically minded of people and isn't aware that we have an ADHD UK dopamine playlist, which you can search for on Spotify and add your own songs to it. Open anything that gives you a bit of kick of dopamine. And Baffling. just to an- just to answer Chris's question about <clears throat> there being a network you can submit oneself to oneself too without the pain of social media we do have an online community forum which has been set up and we've probably got about 100 people that have joined it and there's not a lot of chatter going on yet let's get talking people supporting each other and talking about particularly alex's round face but mm-hmm. if you go to adhdadult.uk you can register an account there and there are there are, there are, there are groups we have our own facebook group not that i go on facebook um and there are other groups as well but yeah we do have an online community and we're desperately hoping to start a group uh, chat, as in a, a, an online meeting, really, as no, soon as possible. We, we, will, we will, we will. 
yeah, it's hard to organise, but we're getting there. That's why I brought it up, really. Thank you. And, James, internationally, mm. we did not peak. We are now at 119 <laughs> countries where we have at least one. That means we now have listeners in two more countries. We don't know which two, though, because we forgot to write down what the other 117 uh, were, and we don't, we don't know how less to check. Of, less, of, less of the we, because I know how to check. You go onto a computer. You know computers are. You go <laughs> yeah. onto a computer and type in the web address of where we host. Do you know where we host our podcast, Al? I don't understand why you're making up words. Okay. And I can check and find out what those two new countries are. So less of this we nonsense and just admit that you cannot deal with computers, phones, and technology. Overrated. We are, of course, both bewildered and grateful to all of our listeners. So this week we'd like to say a big ashishini to any of you not offended by my attempt at Mandarin, apologies, or Dao Xien. I want to say pitiful, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, that could be, could be I really amazing. hope it was okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, well you know, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on from that quickly, hopefully. As usual, this seemingly never-ending waking nightmare of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last week, we talked about ADHD and driving, particularly how badly I drive. And this week, we're going to focus on something that's not very funny. Um, but then again, what would you expect from Alex? And obviously, from me to a lesser extent. We're, we're asking the question, what you could have been if you'd known about ADHD earlier? I'm not sure that's a question. You wrote this bit, didn't you? Anyway. Uh, yeah, some people some people call this grief, others don't. So, so we're calling the episode, you know, grief for what could have been. Thanks to Richard Livesey for suggesting this one. As usual, the three parts include evidence-based psychoeducation about what could have been in his life, delivered by our in-house human benzodiazepine Alex Psychoeducation <laughs> Monkey. Ouch. Our our personal reflections on grief for what might have been, and then in the third and final bit, um, we'll try and do some top tips I, how the fuck that's going to work i don't know but obviously mine will be rubbish and alex's will be marginally less so so Al, this, this is actually a really interesting and quite um emotive subject i'd say so let's see if you can possibly make it boring <laughs> you know i can thanks james <laughs> So the first thing is that from a scientific perspective, this speaking mainly to James and his his neighbour's annoying dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill that fucking. <laughs> there's there's very little info on this from a from a science perspective because what do you compare really? Case studies are very useful qualitative data. We got questioned about whether what we think about qualitative data recently on the social. So just to be clear, it's robust qualitative data is fantastic evidence. We're big fans. Um, some studies separate those who are diagnosed in childhood with those who are diagnosed in adults, and you can find snippets of information. Can I just Dissolving. say, I've, I've reached the point of boredom. That's how long it took, Al. <laughs> so mean. Okay. <laughs> so these are very helpful. But often the differences aren't easy to spot, so it's kind of the same for both groups. It doesn't mean differences aren't there, just that you know people are messy. Case studies, again, help. What we do know is that people often struggle to accept an ADHD diagnosis, even if they really fought to get one, because we're, we're funny old sticks, aren't we, really? This often then leads to a period of time, which often years of, of, of revisiting everything you've, you've thought and done through the ADHD lens. I like saying through an ADHD lens, James. I, I've, I don't know why I thought it was like the plural of Len. 
or, or the, like locked <laughs> There's more than one Len. Yeah, there's people with ADHD called Len, and if you view your life through him, then, or them, yeah, or them, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you would like saying that, though, wouldn't you? Because I dare say it probably makes you feel a bit cleverer than you actually and objectively are. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look through this ADHD lens and you start seeing everything you've done and everything you've felt, and it's possible sometimes to only think of yourself as ADHD, especially at the start, it is possible to really yeah. dwell on those feelings of shame and anger that now have a name and more importantly, have a reason that isn't your fault. Obviously, this is going to throw up a lot of emotions. There are feelings of relief, but for many people mixed in with that, people start to think, hang on, what, what could I have been? What What could I have been without that criticism with me knowing this what could that relationship would that have ended what career would I have now if I'd have known from the start it's hard to get the stats but one really good study I thought of 21 individuals showed that following an adult diagnosis positive experiences were dominant and not one of them regretted getting a diagnosis it's important but there was a general concern about identity about life in general and about relationships with some people thinking they were regretting an earlier diagnosis not coming that could have reduced suffering. Now, add to that the interesting grief for the adult you will never be. This is a lifelong disorder, remember? It ain't going anywhere. So many of us, including me, feel immense sadness sometimes that we won't be, in my case, someone that can do the gardening and enjoy film nights, who we thought we were going to be. For James, he you know, he can't ever really go to weddings or be liked by another human, although that's not the ADHD. It's not. I have, I have to um, <clears throat> apologise to Anya and Dave. My brother and I lasted two hours at their wedding, which was absolutely wow. lovely. But, but then there were people, Alex. I hadn't mm. expected that. And were there speeches? To, I didn't get to the speeches... Um, Congratulations, sadly. Dave, though. That's lovely news. It is, um, but just to take you up on the second point, not be liked by anybody. You're actually probably spot on with that, and that yeah. includes f- family, friends, and Mrs. ADHD, to be fair. I don't think that's got anything to do with ADHD, though. <laughs> so, like, to, to end on a positive, though, as in most studies like the ones there where it was, was overwhelmingly positive, the deficits and challenges of adults with ADHD getting that diagnosis even though there's a a grief for what might have been that can lead and does generally lead to on average a significant improvement to future life so so yes we're going to discuss this but but from this point onwards post-diagnosis it's overwhelmingly positive it is and that's why it's so important that people get the opportunity and which is why we obviously try our best to support people towards diagnosis i I think just to just to finish off because people are sick of your voice Mm. um a lot of this is going to depend on we talk about internal success and external success or at least alex does it's going to depend on how how your life has turned out because there are we always talk about averages and that's because when a study looks at a big population it often works out the average or the mean and we know that adults with undiagnosed adhd generally have worse outcomes whether that's education relationships finance drug abuse etc and therefore a lot of this grief for what could have been is going to depend on where you are on in that spectrum of of adults whose lives have either turned out to be fucking brilliant and you're a you're a film star or a, a musician with a great career and still, still got all the adhd stuff or if you're somebody that's ever struggled to to hold down a job or a relationship and therefore your life you know isn't what you want it to be so grieving for what could have been is going to be different 
for everybody, I suppose. Um, and then we have to take that into account. So and if you're listening to this and you're not, you're not, you know, a successful musician or, or politic, we speak to so many people from all different avenues and, and like objective successes externally and internally, it's, it's, it's the external success is nowhere yeah. near as important. No, ag- agreed. That was cheery stuff delivered cheerfully. <laughs> well done, Alex. I think that's time for a break. I'm, I'm sick of you anyway, and I need at least five minutes off. We'll be back in part two for some personal reflections. Welcome back to part two of episode 42 of the ADHD... <laughs> of the ADHD adults podcast we're we're laughing about ADHD and grief of what could have been uh in part two as always funny blonde James and I talk about our personal reflections of our thoughts on what could have been James let's crack on did you just call me funny Oh, like funny, peculiar, not funny hard. Okay, okay. No, fair enough. I was about to say that would have been a grave, grave error after last week's driving in a spaceship and thinking that you're cool comments. You know, many languages have different words for funny and uh, funny hard and funny, like comish and lustig in, in the German, for example. We should do that. James, personal reflections of what might have been. Okay. This is, this is, this is a really odd one for me. Because as anybody that's ever met me, and I'm sure, I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast, I loathe myself with the burning energy of a thousand suns. But I also, quite oddly, I think, since about my early 30s, have managed to, uh, so that's last week, Al, um, have, have managed to adopt. <laughs> that is a long <laughs> so time ago. So I'd give it a bash. I've managed to um, instigate, sounds very official, and no regrets mm. policy. And it did, didn't happen over, overnight, but I got to a point where I realized that um, if it's in the past, I can't change it. So, so why bother caring about it? Now, when I give this as my top tip in the, in the final bit, and it's obviously the shittiest tip ever, I'm not saying just do that. But I was lucky enough to be able to do that. I was lucky enough to be able to completely accept that I cannot change the past. And where I am now, what I can do is try and change where I'm going to go in the future. So for me, you know, there isn't there isn't a great deal of 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 grief for what I could have been. You know, this 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 is a path in Alex's terms, a sociopath, um, which has allowed me to 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 not worry about if I could have been a different person. That joke, by the way, was shamelessly stolen from Rick and Morty, but it was put in specifically to point out the fact that Alex is almost definitely sociopathic. Um, where I, where I am, I kind of, this, and this sounds quite woo for me where I am is where I'm, where I'm meant to be. This is, this is me. This isn't, uh, you know, people with ADHD, but he's, that is woo for you. It isn't it. Yeah. But, and this is a, this is a massive capital S, but somehow, and nobody really knows how I managed to fail upwards so spectacularly into a, a successful career. And a, a lot of the blame has to go to Alex because he actually interviewed me for a postdoctoral <laughs> researcher position back in 2007. And if he'd said no, I'd probably be a world famous chocolatier by now, which is why I always <laughs> wanted to do. Professor Brown, you'd call it. <laughs> 
that's quite a good one actually. Yeah. Might as well do that. Um, so at least externally, I managed to, and Alex will say it's not too many things, but I, I managed to by being in the right place at the right time and and seeing opportunities and and networking and being nice, which is quite rare in academia because mm. lots of people are. Um, what's the word cunts in academia and therefore you know you know i don't just, like that word be, and, and i know that's why i say it um so but therefore being nice and being around and showing people that, that you're not a complete klutz how the fuck i did that one i don't know helped me kind of fail upwards it's not um necessarily what I, I wanted when i was very young i wanted to be a doctor but i was far too sick and i clearly didn't want to work with you al to be honest so no. i'm not exactly where i wanted to be when i was a child but it's a lot better than I could have been when I was the world's worst student nurse back in 1995. By the way, working at Stafford General Hospital, where very sadly lots of people were found in an inquiry to have died unnecessarily. Completely coincidentally that I was at that hospital yeah, sure. when that happened. Um, so I'm I'm incredibly lucky. We talked about me being lucky last week with, with driving. But I have had a life so far which is... Um, incredible when you consider how fundamentally useless i am as a person so i have no grief for what james could have been is that clever talking in the third person Al? uh is is talking in the third person yes. <laughs> yes. i like it okay no. well if you like it i won't do it again no. um so i don't yeah i don't have any grief for, for what i could have been um largely because i've i've just accepted i can't change the past and all i can do is 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 deal with now and the future I, I should say though this is obviously really important i somehow along the journey ended up with mrs adhd so there's a tiny bit of grief for what could have been there because i could have <laughs> probably got something better oh yeah definitely yeah <laughs> unbelievable there is grief but it's not yours i know exactly um <laughs> what about you me old cocker now 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 i i'm not sure about this one you know uh I would have said a few years ago, no, not at all. As you know, I grew up in an ADHD-friendly household. My childhood was pretty wild and, and, and pretty wonderful, actually. But the more I think about it, the more I've started to get angry. Not at my home life, but the other bits. There, there were a couple of things in my life that were genuinely problematic and with hindsight affected me more than I thought. The two things I really hated were my school days and my shame for not being a real boy. I think I, I'm now starting to process that through the ADHD lens, James. And I think I probably have grief for that. I know. The thought that the thought about school that most of the other children there weren't in almost physical pain from just sitting on a chair listening the whole time is so odd to me. I don't know how to process it. I didn't know that it wasn't normal that I was feeling like that enough to tell anyone. I, I wish you were you were lucky to have chairs. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> I I wish someone had put me in one of those schools for hippies, Montessori. You know the ones where you choose what to learn, and everyone moans about them in the Daily Mail. I guarantee, even at a young age, I would have chosen some really interesting shit to learn. Instead, what I did is I sat through years of classes where I learned nothing. I did French for eight years, learned nothing. You would have chosen medieval and slightly later. Um, kings and queens their lineage and their lives you know it you wouldn't have chosen anything interesting you would have chosen alex stuff yeah interesting to me but i, I oh. learned nothing i wasn't listening it was just it was pointless it was it was babysitting a neurodivergent sad little mm. tosser and i used to put that on me 
And now I'm thinking it only required a little bit of educational power to go, that that boy is sad. And I think that I feel a bit angry about that. I'm like you, really, really lucky with where I am and, and feel now I, I get to help people every day doing this gubbins and don't regret. I don't have regrets, but I am a bit cross, mm. I think. I didn't, just It was just droning and I was really not. It did. It was pain. And I, I wish I someone had said, go on. No, no, carry yeah. on. I wish someone had just, said. Just the last last thing really is, is I, I wish someone had taken me aside and said, you're different, you're not hmm. nothing. And I think, I didn't want, I don't practically to have changed anything. It's not grief. It's tell you what, it's grief for how I could have felt, not grief for what yeah. I could have been. I could have felt that my freakness, my neurodivergence was okay. That would have been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, actually, I get that. As much as I don't regret the past, I maybe do regret the series of massive mental health crises that I've had. A <laughs> string of breakdowns, <laughs> you know, yeah, in one balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that could have been better. But one thing that I do definitely have, and I want to ask you about this, not because I'm, I'm interested, but because it'll pad out the podcast, mm. um, is I, I, have, Sweet. I have grief for what other people could have been if that makes sense. I feel yeah. more, this is partly because of low self-esteem because if I don't value myself, but I've, I genuinely, through people that I, I meet or talk to through social media, by the way, somebody mentioned a uh, message the other day and said, uh, and by the way, I'm guessing this is James because Alex is rubbish at computers, which I thought was lovely. <sighs> when I, when I get to chat to people and with family members and friends who I can see, I, incredibly talented intelligent caring diligent but haven't had the rubber the green i get grief for them and i get angry for them but but not for myself and i don't know if if that's kind of a thing it's not for me but i think that's called emotional empathy it's not something i suffer from far too far down the sociopath for that i do care i do you know how to pretend to care What's i know i care, I care that they're sort of broadly healthy yeah. <laughs> that's the minutiae is beyond me <laughs> brilliant okay so um as usual alex has amended the script and it says no time for the game today instead alex wants to know whether james has professor brown on his bank card <laughs> do you of course I fucking don't. That would just be ridiculous. I have the Reverend James Brown on my bank card. <laughs> you should. Okay, so we're going to play a game of what has James forgotten, lost or mislaid this week. And again, I haven't forgotten, lost or mislaid anything, but I thought after we did our exercise episode, and this is ADHD related, I was um, kind of stimulated to say, you know what, I need to do more exercise. and I'm going to do more exercise. So I decided I'd uh, use the treadmill at first, and I can't. And there's a reason for that, and I want you to guess the reason. So the first is, did I knacker my knee up because of painting my office in one weekend? We talked about this in the last podcast because I impulsively wanted to paint the office in a full weekend, get everything out, move everything, paint it, and did I knacker my knee up so I can't can't use the treadmill? Um, Do I keep forgetting every morning that I'm meant to be doing exercise and then get to like points where I'm already working and thing. Oh yeah, I was going to do exercise this morning. Or is there so much shit on my treadmill that I can't physically see it? Oh, I like this one. I don't think it's shit on your treadmill because 
because that's just par for the course. You'd pick it up and you'd lob it over into your neighbour's dog garden. <laughs> I don't think it's dodgy knee because when you joined, did that charity walk on a treadmill to Ben Nevis or whatever, you lasted about 500 metres because you'd buggered your knee. I think it's too much of a coincidence. Therefore, I think you just forget because you're thick. <laughs> or, you know, have a diagnosed disorder. One of them. One of them two. One of those two. Yeah. Well, I'm de- delighted to say that your run of getting it wrong, this has got to be the longest streak of getting it wrong yet, hasn't it? Because it you can't be. Alex. Is it, it's not no. your knee, is it? No, no. It's because there is, the, the, the treadmill's in the garage. There is so much shit on the treadmill of boxes of stuff, tins of paint, because I've been painting. Is, um, there, is there a box with another ten- treadmill in you've ordered? I wouldn't be surprised, actually, because I have ordered a number of treadmills in the past. I can't even see it, let alone get on it. So, obviously, that, that fails. I don't even know what your score is now. Again, we need to recruit Dave, the data engineer, to, to try and work it out. But you're, you're now you're, you're getting close, I reckon, to 30%. That's pathetic, isn't it? I, I I don't consent to this game or the score. <laughs> don't consent to it. There's no consent involved in this. Anyway, on that on that delightful note, which has made me almost as happy as last week when Listen I talked about Can driving really a spaceship. Of course I am. Um, or, or thinking that he's cool at any point in his life. We'll take a break <laughs> and we'll come back with our top tip. See you in a minute. And welcome to episode 42 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. We are talking about the grief of what I could have been. Part three of. What did I? I said part three. No, you didn't. You said welcome back to episode 42 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. Part part three, where we, as always, bicker endlessly and provide you with, (laughs) in my case, good. In James's case, terrible. Top tips. James, do you want to start with this so you don't accuse me of stealing your stupid tips i don't think last week and this week it's it's possible for you to steal them and i think you probably have tried but you've looked and gone yeah they're shit i'm not gonna bother this week so obviously as i've, I've said because i've um, managed to adopt this concept of having no regret what's in the past in the past and i can't change it i i don't necessarily grieve very much for what i could have been because i think i'm actually better than i deserve to be to be honest um, and also because largely because I'm very shit at tips, that, that's what makes this difficult for me. Um, but that no regret approach helped me massively. Now, obviously, you, it's, I can't say just have no regrets and you'll be a happier person. <laughs> that was your tip. Don't let it bother what you. I can, what I can say is, and again, this this is something that often coaches will use, is is look at your spheres of influence. What can you influence? What are the things that are within your control? You can't control the past. You you literally that right Al cannot go back to the past and go and get a diagnosis when you were 12 or 18 or 20 you can't do that and therefore expending the you know the, the emotional energy the mental energy on something you did in the past or didn't do in the past it, it's not going to help you it's just going to add to the in some cases awfulness or at least the, the differences that we have in, in terms of our behavior and how we view ourselves. So if you think of those spheres of influence, you can control the things that you can control. So you can control how you react to not having had a diagnosis in the past, but you can't control not having had a diagnosis in the past. So try and focus on the things that you can actually control. I think I'm annoying, Alex, because I think this isn't a bad tip. I can see there's almost a look of confusion on his face where he's thinking he must have got this from somewhere. 
I think you've been reading newspapers again. <laughs> I told you about this. You stick with your little comic. <laughs> that, that no, it's good. Never... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so can you change the past? No. So focus on today and the future and be the best that you can be. In Alex's case, this is a kind of ridiculous homunculi masquerading as a scientist. Homunculi? More than one. Fucking homunculus. Homunculus, yeah. Fucking, fucking, (laughs) fucking, fucking. Although I think actually you're trying to say sensory homunculus as opposed to regular, which... I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. Just just means small human. It's from the same episode of um, Rick and Morty that I stole that joke. Oh, okay. (laughs) It was funnier on the episode, but obviously, you know, I don't know words. Um, Yeah. So <laughs> wasting emotional energy on something you literally can't change is going to add to all the negative things we feel about each other. And I'll just finish off by saying emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Talk about this. If you can get to a point where you accept your ADHD, it may help with that, that feeling of I could have been different or I could have been more. And now I'm going to pass you on to Captain fucking Balloonhead because he's obviously <laughs> made me look like the complete cock that I am in this section. So fire away, Al. <laughs> no, I do. You are. You're absolutely right. The tip's exactly what I think the tip would be in the psychoeducation monkey nonsense at the start of talking about how um, AD, You know, I've forgotten. That's the problem. But... <laughs> 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 no, it's amazing when it when <laughs> I don't write it down. Um, when when there's a difference between dwelling on things and thinking about them. It is really important with that diagnosis to think about the past and mm-hmm. and use the ADHD lens to reevaluate what you do. Um, the issue, of course, is when it gets really negative and really self-destructive. So to think about those things because it helps us forgive ourselves a bit is great. The lens is also good for the, thinking about the present and the future for, as James said, emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. Here's the big bit, though, and this is controversial an opinion this i think there's a difference between stopping masking which is really important and only dwelling on the negatives which is very much what you were saying james really my tip then is to do something about that and when i'm coaching this is something i'll do a lot is to write down a positive attitude of that lens of how your adhd knowledge in fact makes you feel now and i would go further and say share that information that that positive aspect or positive impact with with people, people that matter to you. So, for example, I now know that I can't sit in long talks with work or, or anywhere, really. So, so when I don't have to, because I tell people and they let me not be trapped in a room, I feel such a massive sense of relief. Maybe, James, like you were at that wedding when you left two hours earlier. If someone's let you do that, when I'm free from a trap room, the freedom, the feeling. I actually tell people that by supporting me, by my journey of learning and learning that I need to ask for that and them giving it to me, they've enabled me to be happy and I'm grateful. So that's my tip. What positive impact has the diagnosis had on my feelings now? Because that grief can overwhelm you. If you don't know or can't figure that out, which is classic for people with ADHD, a counsellor or coach or something can really help with that. Not you though. No, not me. No. A good, A good one. Good one, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Alex. Um, that just about wraps things up. We've got time for a product recommendation, which definitely hasn't come from me. So I'm going to let you deliver it, Alex. Are you really? I've never done one before. No, no, I, I know. I wrote it. I was very excited. Yeah. So we have, have cold blankets 
and so sensory for people in bed it's a really common thing with ADHD that that some people have weighted blankets swear mm. by them so sometimes especially in the summer cold blankets they've got like a, a, a fluffy black brushed cotton bit on one side and then a small silky cool bit on the other and you can turn it over amazing they're a little bit heavy as well amazing for sensory issues if you have them that's my recommendation James <clears throat> also good in the heat as well uh, Mrs ADHD has a, a long hot water bottle, which she fills with, calls it a snake, which oh. she fills with water and puts in the freezer and then cuddles cuddles her snake at night. There's, Unbelievable. There's Own I goal. Not, I am not going to make that. I'm not going to make that joke. So um, that was episode 42 of the ADHD Adults, where we talked about ADHD and grief for what might have been. Again, as usual, if you enjoyed this um, sham of a podcast and get the opportunity to support the show then please do so on the link provided as otherwise Alex is going to have to ask his mum for more pocket money which he really hates having to do I don't mind if you want to get in if you don't mind did you still, how much did you give you now a week is it yes yeah, 165 oh good that's mm -hmm. gone up with inflation anyway if you want to get in touch before the next podcast or I don't even know why I said that. If you want to get in touch in general, then, oh, yeah, I should also add, a couple of people have said, again, I've emailed you and you didn't respond. That's because the emails have built up and I now have massive anxiety about dealing with the emails. So I'm going to pass that one on to Alex to do, I think, at some point. Um, yes. So someone will get in touch, but it's just, it's a big, scary pile of emails. Can't deal with it. So if you want to get in touch, contact us on the socials. I swear we'll be in touch within at least four or five days after your message. <laughs> Um, to say whatever it is we're going to say. Until the next time, see you later. Bye bye. Bye all. Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon.